Warning, this podcast is solely based on smut books. The definition of smut is a story that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. This is a warning for all listeners to proceed with caution. There will be explicit content, sex talk, and triggering subjects. We will provide a trigger warning before each episode. This podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sluts. We're your hosts. I'm Tisha. And I'm Corey. And welcome back to our podcast. Okay, so the first thing we are going to address today. So we record every other weekend because it's the weekends that I don't have my kids yeah. and it's the easiest. So we recorded three episodes, what, a month ago because yeah. I moved the last weekend that I didn't have my kids. Mm-hmm. And so we haven't been able to address our fuck ups. <laughs> did I did it in, I think, hunting Adeline? Uh-huh. I said, I'm out. James Mm -hmm. and I was like I swear to god I said it had anxiety about it and then you went and listened to it and you called me and you were talking mad (laughs) shit to me and I was just like fuck I knew I did it but I was like what can I do it's done yeah it's done and over (gasps) and then sicko comes out and we say it in the fucking episode ammo James it is ammo Jones we know it's ammo Jones yeah we mixed up ammo Jones with Tate James because we were talking about doing both episodes Uh and I wrote it on my fucking sheet I think that's why it got so stuck in my head that it was ammo james and i was just like and i couldn't fix the episode so we're sorry that we fucked up that bad (laughs) but you know what it's fine i'm just gonna let you guys know now it's not gonna be the last time (laughs) oh no just expect it from us and just have a good laugh with us because that's all we can do is just laugh about it now and have fun so okay so my best friend came over so i just moved recently (laughs) as you can see our new backdrop and our new setup um so my best friend came over the day that we that i had moved and she was telling me that she listens to the podcast Uh and i was like oh you do because she doesn't like to read like Mm -hmm. she's never been a reader she's like yeah um what the fuck do you read and i'm like some good shit she's like yeah i know every time i listen to your podcast i get horny I was like, yes. If we could achieve one thing, it's that. Right? Like, getting you to get into the book. The fact that you're not even reading the book and getting horny from it. Right? Fucking score, man. I feel like her boyfriend, like, should give us something. (laughs) Right? Be like, has your sex life improved? Yeah, that's because of us. Yeah, we we deserve a big thanks for that. Buy me, like, a nice coffee or something. (laughs) Or a book. How about that? I like that. Hey, I think I agree. Let's get a new book out of this because then we can just keep making her horny for you and you get excited, right? I told her that I'd start reading them to her because she doesn't like to read. And she said that would be awkward. Um, Yeah, I would think I would be more awkward having somebody read that. I was sitting at lunch the other day listening to this book because, you know, it's been months since we've read it. And Uh I'm sitting at work and I remember you were like, you were so fucking red. But we were sitting in the lunchroom and it's just full on this big ass sex scene. I'm like, God, my panties are getting wet. I'm sitting it with my coworkers right now. Like, this is not okay. Like, I'm like, I need to go home and take a shower real quick because fuck. That's Corey's code for masturbate. Yes. It is. Yes. That's me and my hand, guys. Well, a vibrator, not my just my hand. Okay, I'm going to stop. TMI. It's fine. Hey, if it wasn't TMI, would we not be, we wouldn't, we have wouldn't be it. ourselves. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Anywho. Okay, so today we are doing Hate by Tate James. Woo, woo, 
So this is going to be the first in the Madison K series. I'm so excited. I fucking loved this series. I remember you were reading this and you were so excited for me to read it. And I'm like, hey, it I'm trying. It took you fucking months. I was like, quit reading other books and read this goddamn series. I think you had it, like, read it when I was in the middle of a series. Uh-huh. And I couldn't stop in my series to get there. So I was just like, fuck, I'm, hur- I'm hurrying. I just spit everywhere. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm trying, dude. Like, but once I got to it, I was just like, why did oh. I wait so long for this? Like, it's so good. good. And then God. Hades after, holy oh. fucking shit. We're yes. going to cover that series after this one. Yes. But Jesus Christ, I fucking love that series. I think it's a toss up between them because we've talked about which ones we love mm-hmm. more. And I can't choose. Like, I love the Madison Kate series for specific reasons, but I love the RH in Hades more, yeah. I think. I think I'm more okay with the RH in, which is a reverse harem, guys, um, in Hades. Mm-hmm. I think I was more okay with it, whereas in Madison K, I was like rooting so hard for Archer, but then I love Steel and Cody, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay, so this book is a reverse harem, which means one girl with multiple love interests um, that they're okay with it. Like, it's one yeah. big couple, basically. It's a contemporary romance, enemies to lovers, a stalker romance, mystery, and a college romance. And with this, there's not really any trigger warnings. Like, there's some murder going on in violence but really you can go into this if you don't really have any triggers besides those ones yeah so okay so the synopsis today is going to be probably a little bit longer because the book has so much banter in it that (laughs) needs to be included to develop the storyline so we'll try to get through it as fast as we can so bear with us but it's so good okay so we start the book and they are at the laughing clown amusement park which is an abandoned amusement park um, because there's a fight night going on with the archer. So this is where we meet Madison Kate and her best friend, Bree. Um, and they are underage at the time. So they go out. It's Halloween night. Um, they're watching the fight and MK is just like, damn, the archer's so hot uh-huh. and she fucking loves UFC. Like it turns her on. And so um, they're having the time of their lives. Bree didn't want to go, honestly. She's like, can we leave? Can we leave? Can we leave? And MK's like, Bree, like live a little. Right. And so they're watching the fight and all of a sudden some shots ring out. Um, so they're like, what the fuck was that? And they're trying to run out and they see a dead girl on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're like, holy fucking shit. So they're running with the crowd, trying to get back to their car. And as they're running, she runs into a guy dressed as Beetlejuice. <laughs> she apologizes. He's talking to another guy. She apologizes. And she sees a bag that's open of, and it's full of cash on the ground. And the guy is getting ag- agitated. And he's like, what did you hear? And she's like, nothing. And she's about to walk away. And the other guy says, don't I know you? Ugh. And she recognizes his voice and panics and tells Bree to run to the car um, and not to stop. So MK spins around and punches the guy in the face. I fucking <laughs> loved it. I'm like, what a way to start a book, right. guys. You know? Oh my gosh. Oh, so she takes off running after she punches him and she runs into where did she run? The fun house. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he's chasing her through all of this. Yeah. And she um hides into it but then she gets t- grabbed behind and pulled into like this little we're just gonna say like utility closet, yeah, it's like a closet. Way and she thinks it's it. this is when we hear the name zane death how do you say it the audiobook says death when i read it i said death yeah because in it it says that it sounds a lot like death like the last name sounds like death yeah 
but the audiobook know. says death so i'm gonna go with death i'm down with that because i'm like i don't know because tate james probably had a say in the audiobook yeah i would hope so <laughs> i'm like I, this is the hardest part about saying things out loud because you say mm-hmm. it one way in your head and then you go into it and you're like that's not how i would say it but okay so she gets taken and he's telling her to sh- like calm down because she's trying to fight him off mm-hmm. and she still is hearing Zane yelling at this part um and she can start hearing another guy talk to her talking mm-hmm. to Zane excuse me and she's like what the fuck is going on well she starts hyperventilating cuz she's claustrophobic and she and he's like sorry fuck I'm stay quiet until Zane's gone like moving his hand like he's trying to work with her like he, you can tell he's not a bad guy but you're like who the fuck is holding her right now mm-hmm. um so she's asking him like who what he was do they know each other and he's like everybody knows you Madison Kate like you're Samuel Danvers daughter mm-hmm. who we at this point we find out he's a big investor and a biz like a business mongol kind of thing I guess is the best way to put it right yeah the business developer that's yeah, he's okay he's a man of power and money and so he tells her as she's panicking to focus on something else and he starts rubbing her arm like up and down her arm and I'm like holy fuck like how do you not get turned on <laughs> you're like this is a stranger he starts like kissing okay. her neck and stuff too yeah yeah so then um let's see they the big boss man opens the door and is like what the fuck are you doing like and he's mm-hmm. like well you told me to keep her quiet dude like <laughs> what do you want me to do no he says i'm sorry i had to write no. this quote down he's like what you told me to do keep her from screaming at least not in fear anyway <laughs> i like, love it okay chapter two let's go <laughs> the banter in this book is probably one of the best banters like I've heard throughout Mm -hmm. I mean you know each book has their own but this one has you laughing has you screaming and just all of the emotions in it but the chirping oh my god (laughs) instantly too it's just like like, okay Tate I see you yeah and I have to say this really quick before I forget to mention this I think this book is perfect for anybody who hasn't read an RH Mm -hmm. because it's such a happy book not you know obviously the storyline is already a dead girl yeah i'm like (laughs) i'm all it's a little fucked up but it's a good introduction to rh's without going into like i know you read den of vipers for your first arch first rh and you were like what the fuck (laughs) and i read an rh years ago like i was probably 17 but like this rh was perfect like i was like all right i think i because i was hesitant you were you were like i don't know if i want to read an rh because i'm such a one i love the happy ending Uh and i'm like how do you get a happy ending with it but i have to say this is a good introduction one i think this is perfect for the people who are hesitant like i was who want to try it yeah 100%. 100%. Yeah. And then the Hades series just solidified oh. my RH love. So. Oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So this is where she starts or she kind of like identifies the guys by their eye color. Yes. So we have the tall, dark and handsome with blue eyes. We have bleach blonde hair, green eyes. And then we have um, the, where is it? Gray eyes with uh, eyebrow piercing and he's tall, dark and handsome as well. Um, so green eyes gives MK his hoodie cause she's barely wearing anything and it's cold and to hide her noticeable pink hair. We didn't mention that she has pink hair in the oh, beginning. Yeah. Also the dead girl had pink hair as well. Blonde, Blonde hair. Blonde, excuse me. She had just dyed yes. her hair for her Halloween yes. costume. Okay, so she looked right. a lot like MK when she had blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So he tells him that he needs to, or she needs to put her hood up so that she's less, less identifiable. Um, and 
This is when steel comes up. Oh, I just fucked that up. Gray eyes comes up. We learn he's steel. It's fine. <laughs> you did it. I, I did, did it. it. Oopsie toopsie. Um, so <laughs> he comes up and says that Brie left and she's like, she wouldn't leave me. And he's like, I told her that you had a ride. Um, and so this is when green eyes throws her over his shoulder and starts walking her away and mm-hmm. there's a sound of a fight that breaks out behind she like lifts her head up and sees blue eyes and gray eyes mm-hmm. in a brawl basically mm-hmm. and so he takes her to a motorcycle sets her on it and they take off yes so as they're driving the two others gray eyes and blue eyes catch up to them and he says um you need to stay here a ride's going to be here in just a minute to pick you up and she's like fuck you i'll call an uber but then she realizes she doesn't have her phone it's with brie mm-hmm. in the car so she's like, fuck you. And he's like, nope, you're staying here. Bye. They all leave. And then like two minutes later, a car pulls up. It's a cop. And yeah. she's like, did he fucking have the cops come and pick me up? Like, she's mm-hmm. so confused thinking that like right. he had some say in it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you my ride? And he's like, I don't know. Are you or are we? And this is when they start to frisk her, basically, because yeah. she was at the laughing, laughing clown. I can't mm-hmm. fucking talk. And they find the master key for the laughing clown yeah. in her pocket. And she's like, that's not mine. Like, this isn't my hoodie. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, likely. What's your name? And she's like, my name's Madison Kate Danvers. And they're like, that's weird. Seeing Madison Kate Dan- Danvers was murdered tonight. It, and you're like, what? <laughs> that is how the book starts out. Like, instant hook. Like, you're like, all right. I'm g-. This book gave me... um. Pretty Little Liar vibes. Yeah, kind of. 100%. Like, I was telling my sister, I was like, you need to read these. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, it's like Pretty Little Liars. And she's like, all right, I could do that. I'm like, so yeah. Good. So, alrighty. So then we jump 11 months later after MK is arrested. Mm-hmm. She has been in Cambodia with her Aunt Marie as her dad wouldn't pay her bill. Her dad's a fuck. He's a fucking asshole. Yep. Um, and she was, as she's getting her luggage, some lady recognizes her. And the media called like the Halloween on Halloween night, riot night. Mm -hmm. And so they charged MK with orchestrating the entire night, saying that she was the person behind everything. And her dad decided to use it as a a publicity stunt. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to maintain his image. So he had like nothing to do with her. He's such a fucker. So he, when she's coming back, she's learning like, we're learning that he created a USG university. Mm-hmm. Um, he's created like the big community. He's making it so they can make a better situation. Mm-hmm. And as she's um, also their house was burned down on riot night. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then as she's walking out of the airport, a deep voice asked if that's all she had. And she recognized gray eyes from Halloween night. <laughs> the last time she saw him was when she was arrested for their crimes and she learned his name was Steel. Okay. Now we're getting into the names, guys. <laughs> um, we also find out that the girl from Riot Night stole MK's ID, which is um, where she also realized somebody set out to kill her. Mm-hmm. She was the target. Yep. And this is why her dad sent her away for that. And so she's asking Grey Eyes why he was there and like what the fuck you know she's so confused and he's like well her dad couldn't make it so he showed up to pick her up and it's like she's like how do you fucking know my dad do you work with him yeah she's like i'm gonna fucking stab you in your dick dude move like Like, you're the the one that fucking helped frame me basically yeah so instead of getting in the car with him she gets herself a fucking taxi and goes home (laughs) and she pulls into the new mansion 
with a with the iron gates with a big D in it, and all I could think was schism. <laughs> and I was like, okay, the big D. It's Danvers, guys. Um, but she had to press the buzzer because she couldn't get the gate code, and the guy told her to figure it out. Now that since she's so independent, <laughs> but her dad had also called her, and he was like, "Well, I was hoping to see you when you arrived, but you weren't with Steel." He's like, "Me and Candy, which is his girlfriend, are leaving t- for Italy for six to eight weeks, I think." And so when she gets, she's Cherry. driving there. Cherry, yeah, I was Candy, like, Cherry, whatever. I was like, it's a stripper name. <laughs> she's. I was so confused. I'm like, did I write it down? Cherry. Cherry candy. Okay, we're good. It's yeah, cherry we're candy. We're gonna go ch- cherry candy. I like that. Let's just go with that. CC. <laughs> I wonder how many CC she's got in here. <laughs> a lot. I'm totally gonna fucking post that. I'm gonna find this in this video and make a little clip of that. <laughs> okay. So as she's like pulling up to the house, she sees his black SUV pulling out. She's like, he couldn't even wait two fucking minutes to say hi to me or anything. I've been gone for eleven months. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so that, that this is when they say like figure out the code, and she's like, what the fuck. Why are you being a dick? Like, I don't even know you. Yeah. And so she has to fucking climb over the fence. <laughs> She's a bad bitch. She don't give a fuck. I love how defiant she is. It's Agreed. Hilarious. So when she gets inside, she asks him, why are you here? She asks Steele. And he's like, I live here. <laughs> and she's like, Ooh, fuck. <laughs> yep. Shit starting to turn in her world. Fuck. <laughs> this is where I see baby blue eyes comes in. Mm-hmm. with Madison Kate and she was so pissed she went and punched him in the <laughs> face and the third man green eyes caught her before she could fall because she punches him almost falls and then he kisses her <laughs> like, and she's, like, like, she's like I just got home yeah and she's like you better start explaining why the fuck you're in my house um, because she wasn't going to put up with their bullshit after setting him up setting her up their crimes and that she better start be willing to forget because they're attending the university together and they're pretty much step siblings because his mom is cherry who's dating her dad yeah yep and they all live there (laughs) and she's like uh no not on my watch so this is like when she makes it like a goal to get them the fuck out yeah she's like not in my house no way kimosabi in my house (laughs) (laughs) this is my house so (laughs) she's like what the fuck ever i'm tired show me my room she goes upstairs steel shows her her room and it's bright pink and glittery and she's like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yep i would be like I'm not five, dude. Yeah. I'm not a fucking princess. They're like, Cherry's the one that decorated it for you. She's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to have a word with this cherry lady. Fucking bitch. <laughs> yes. And then she notices still checking her out. And she's like, knock it off. She's like, don't be subtle or anything. And he's like, can you blame me? Right at night you were drowning in that black hoodie. I never realized you were all that. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to smack or kiss the smirk off of his face. <laughs> it's been a year of celibacy, so she's like probably horny. really fucking horny. Yeah. yeah. So then he's like, we're going to order pizza, and then they'll call her downstairs when it gets there. It's This is like... <laughs> It's intense. Like, if I was Madison Kate, I would be I don't know if I would have the lady balls that she has to <laughs> fucking go deal with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't do that. So, this is where MK calls Brie after not talking this entire time. They haven't talked since right at night. They've been... Because hmm, Brie wouldn't stand up for her yeah. in the trial. But Brie's dad's a very scary, powerful yeah. man. MK was pissed in the beginning, but then yeah. she, like, understood that 
why she didn't come for, forward to testify because her dad is a prick. Yeah. And so, she didn't want him to know that she was out that night. So, yeah. So she missed, Brie missed the call. So MK showers in her pink princess bathroom <laughs> and gets the freaking pink towels. I laughed so hard. I'm like, oh, <laughs> everything's oh, pink. Yes. So Brie calls her back and they apologize to each other. They caught up letting each other know about like Arch and the boys. Brie's filled her in that the blue eyes was Archer. How did you say it? Dath? Dath. Okay, we're going to say that. Dath. And he was the fighter they went to the night of the fight. That right night happened. Mm -hmm. And he's also the Reapers, which is one of the big gangs in Shadow Grove. Mm -hmm. Little brother. So... Zane, Zane Dath was the one chasing her on Riot Night. He is the little brother. I was going to say the ringleader, but oh. <laughs> the leader of the Reapers. Mm -hmm. And Archer, who lives with Madison Kate now, is his little brother. Yeah. No, big brother. That's what I meant. But they're half brothers. Yeah. Um, and this is where MK filled Marie in that those are the three boys that framed her. And Brie goes, oh, so you're not going to create your own RH with them. I'm so glad we both wrote that down. <laughs> I love it. That's the I thing with these so books. Is it so hard? Like, our, I have 12 pages of notes right now because of the banter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have over 10,000 words. <laughs> I could it's imagine. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, this is, is my best. favorite. <laughs> She's it. like, no, I'd rather set my pubic hair on fire. I'd rather stick rusty pins under my toenails than dance in point shoes for an hour. And then all of a sudden it's like, pizza's here. <laughs> She's like, fuck, oh. he heard me. <laughs> yep. And he joked. Oh, and for the record, you can't see pubic hair if you don't have, set pubic hair on fire if you, you don't, don't have any. any. And she was laying down in her towel and her whole fucking badge is She didn't out. realize the fucking towel <laughs> like slipped and she's like, Jesus And Christ. it was happened to be Archer, the You're biggest right. douche of them all. He's the douche canoe. No, what does she call him? A douche bucket. I have learned so many <laughs> words from this book. I'm using it. Like, I'll, I'll touch base on the other one we'll, when we get there. We'll get into it. Yes. So we, this is when we learned that Zane murdered her mom. Mm -hmm. So her mom was murdered a while ago. She was 11, 12? I think 11. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around there. And now she's 18, 19. Seven. I wrote it down. Seven? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Eight. Nine. Okay, I'm going to quote Little Rascals Ten. now. Let's... <laughs> Yay! We can count! <laughs> high five. How about a crisp high five? <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> the coffee's hitting. Okay, so she's terrified of Zane, too. I mean, it's pretty obvious of why. So yeah. she says that she's been terrified of Zane for so long, but she doesn't want to cower for the boys because she wants to be strong and independent. So her trust fund hits when she's 21 and she can't get out like she has nowhere else to go but at her dad's house yep. she lost all of her acceptances to the ivy league schools so she has no choice but to attend sgu um and so she makes it a goal to get the boys out because of riot night mm -hmm. and she's pissed off yep so she starts reconning mm -hmm. and getting as much information as she can as Bree filled her in and told them all of their names. So we've learned their names now. We have Archer Dath, Kodiak Jones, and Max Steele. So Max Steele's gray eyes, Kodiak Jones' green eyes, and yes. Archer Dath is blue eyes. Fuck. <laughs> I think my panties might be wet talking about them. Um, so as she's walking downstairs, she's looking at steals instagram so we find out obviously archer's the fighter mm -hmm. kodiak jones is his trainer and steel is a pianist but 
it's down there. She's kind of putting it together, but there's like photos of them posed together. And so as she's walking downstairs, still grabs her phone and he's like telling her not to take that too serious because it's their PR team doing it. Yeah. Um, and they made a bet on if MK was going to come down and if she would stay down and eat the pizza with them or if she was going to just go back up to yeah. her room. And Archer being the douche that he can is that we can um, hear a cry tonight. I'm like, oh you fucking gosh. twat. He's an like, ass. I'd fuck him real quick. I know you would. You he, love the bad boys. It, it took me a minute. It took me a minute <laughs> He's to a love him. He's a fucking prick in this book. Yeah. But like towards the end, he kind of gets like a little softer spot. But I don't give a fuck. I'd still fuck that man real quick. I would have. I wish I could be Madison Kate in this series. Like, <laughs> just go dye your hair pink real quick. Okay, find your own RH. <laughs> she says now. No, I just want one dick. I'm good with just one. <laughs> so her being her, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If like the fuck you attitude, I'm gonna prove you different. She's. I'm the same thing. I say it all the time. Petty. Yeah. All right. I don't know. She sits <laughs> down right between Archer and Kodiak. She's like, all right. You yep. tell me to do something. I'm yep. going to do the opposite. Yes. <laughs> what is that word? That's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. Defiant. I would say that. Something like that. I don't know. The listeners are probably screaming it at us. If you guys listen to this, <laughs> comment on our fucking video so I can figure out this word because it's driving me nuts. Um, so the boys are playing video games and... They let her play. Steele um, said to play four player, but Archer said no. He got bullied into it, and they just let Steele play. They're hesitant to let Steele play at this point, and we find out why. <laughs> just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's he. I think they talk about it later. They do. Do we want to touch on that now or go later? We're just going to go now because it's just right here. He so still plays piano but he was playing video games and broke his thumb <laughs> playing video games because he's so good at it and gets so competitive he's so good with his fingers mm. <laughs> and then he played it again i think like within a certain time period and, and broke, broke it again <laughs> which made him miss his juilliard audition yes but he's also very good at them so they don't want to compete against yeah. him because he whoops everybody's ass they're all competitive fucks yep Alrighty, let's see. So, so they she goes to bed. Yeah. Okay. So she wakes up to Brie calling her, and she tells her at the be or when they were on the phone the night before, she's like, "Let's go out and get coffee tomorrow or something." She's like, "Okay, I'll be there at 8. And she's like, "Bitch, no! If you get here before ten, not a minute before ten, I will kill you." <laughs> so she calls um, MK in the morning, and she's there to pick her up for their plans and she asks her for the gate code and mk's like i don't know it and so she gets up and goes to the first bedroom to wake one of the guys up to ask and cody is buck ass naked <laughs> and she sees everything and the way she writes it is holy shit <laughs> she covers her eyes and turns around and asks for the gate code and he's like ignores the question and he, she's like hoping that he put clothes on while her eyes are closed. Yeah, he didn't. And he goes, you see something you like, Madison Kate? And keeps she keeps asking for the code, but he's just like not giving it to her. And he's like, you want something from me? I want something from you. And she immediately is like, 
he was gonna fucking ask me for a blowjob or yep. something and she's like what could you possibly want from me and he's like lots but let's start with coffee and so she agrees to go out with coffee the gate code's 5283 I kind of want to change all my shit to that <laughs> We're going to become that obsessive over it, guys. (laughs) So he's like, I was about to get dressed, but if you're sticking around, I'm happy to stay naked. (laughs) I love the banter with Cody. Uh, He's like, I won't be held responsible for how hard my dick gets around you. And she's like, Jesus Christ. So she leaves and then realizes that the gate code 5283 spells Kate. Yep. And she's like, duh. Okay. My dad has his gate code as Kate. That's weird. <laughs> His dad, her dad's just, eh. Yeah. So when Madison Kate comes downstairs, Bree is down there talking to Archer. Oogling over oh, him. I would fucking oogle all three of them. I think I would be so, uh, hot struck. Like deer in the headlights. Yeah. Like I just was. Yeah. I was like, like you're doing exactly uh-huh. right now. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my God. Okay. Anyways. So Archer was making pancakes shirtless in low gray sweatpants. And there is something about gray sweatpants. And I, I could just imagine that he had no underwear on and you could see oh, the bulge yeah. and it's just like, mm. like the back dimples. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me we need to get laid. I got late last night. <laughs> We're not going to talk about my dry spell. <laughs> So Brie was so excited telling her about the fights and MK doesn't give a shit. So Brie sits down to make to eat pancakes. But MK is a coffee snob. So she has her espresso machine. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I get confused on the coffee. I just drink it. I don't know anything <laughs> else about it. Um, and she's making Brie a cup as well. And Cody comes in and he's like <laughs> missing something. It's the same coffee douchery, I think is what he says, yeah. or something like that. Gar- Archer gets upset because he made a comment about MK's black lacy panties. Yeah, because he's like hot outfit, babe. Babe, I preferred yeah. that see-through tank you had on there, earlier, yeah. though. It really complimented your black lace panties. Yep. And she didn't even realize what she was wearing when she went into his room. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, oh my god. So, this is, I laughed so hard at this part. So, as the boys were not paying attention, she switches the sugar with salt. And Filene still comes into the kitchen. So, as they're eating, Cody makes his coffee and said it was gross. So, MK's like, put sugar in it. He puts two large spoonfuls in it and takes a drink and spits it right over our sugar's <laughs> Because Archer gets pissed and uh-huh. still is looking at MK like, mm-hmm, bitch, I got you. Mm-hmm. Get, stop being so petty. Yep. And MK's like, that's our cue to leave. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, don't forget about our coffee date later. Mm-hmm. So Brie wants to know MK's plan. She's like, okay, you obviously are coming up with something. And MK's like, I have no idea what to do. Um, they were talking about her moving, but she can't obviously because of the money and all that stuff. Um, there's more girl talk about the boys. They just kind of banter back and forth over coffee. Mm-hmm. So they drive home and Cody asks her if she's ready to go. And so they go into the garage and there's a fuck ton of cars. And he tells her that they're going to Nadia's Cakes. He, they get there and he introduces um, MK to Nadia and she's super excited to see Cody and she's happy that he's found himself a woman. MK goes to correct her, but Cody sends Nadia off with her orders. And so she's sitting on the small or on a small sofa. So they're like super fucking close together and mm-hmm. he's a large man and she's pissed off that he didn't correct Nadia and he brushes her off. He's like, whatever, like it's not a big deal. And as they're 
talking, someone yells across the coffee shop and they're like, seriously, this bitch? And Cody says, Drew. And she's like, what are you doing here with the goat? And MK's trying to explain to her that they're not together and... Drew gets pissed mm-hmm. off and slaps her and she calls her a home wrecking bitch <laughs> and Cody's just like what the fuck is going not Cody MK, MK is like, like what the fuck is going on and Cody stands up to defend her and mm-hmm. gets Drew to leave and he apologizes to her and she's asking why she called her the goat and Cody says it's short for scapegoat and people bitch. started calling her that during the trial because everyone knew she wasn't responsible um, and her father let them charge her anyway he never lifted a finger to um, close the court and protect her identity um, he said no one gets a free pass even his own daughter and it was obvious what he was doing as a publicity stunt and Riot Knight needed a scapegoat and MK was it and she asked Cody why they didn't do anything about it and why he let her take the fall and he had shock and panic in his eyes and so she runs out of the shop because he won't answer her and down the street and he chases after her and tells her that he's sorry but he was but there was more going on that she didn't know and she asks what and he won't tell her so he tells her to get in the car but she won't so he picks her up forces her in the car and they drive home (laughs) i love it i know (laughs) so they just kind of move on Monday morning comes around um, and still came to get her. The boys had to take her to and from school. Yes. They have to pretty much babysit her at this point. Um, she doesn't she, like to drive. Let's just mention that as yes, well. Yes. She, it's a trigger for her. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Um, as she gets to the campus, a man makes a comment that he thought the MK trend was done. And she's confused as fuck. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he keeps making, like, little snide comments and notices her bag. And he's like, oh, shit, you're, like, real. real. You're the real <laughs> MK. And he introduces himself as Bark as the professor comes in and starts the lecture. Um, we learn that the professor is Bark's father. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to let anybody get off in this class, especially not my son. So as they go to lunch, Bark is trying to get her to go on a date with him. And Archer came up asking her, what the fuck are you wearing? I love this scene too. (laughs) And she's wearing a pleated skirt and a white tight t-shirt. And he calls her like a fucking porn star and tells her to go home and change. And she tells him, you fuck, right? Wait, yeah, you fuck right the fuck off. Uh And this is when we, she uses like one of her signature lines is BDE, big dick energy. Thank you. This is what I have to say. This is the first time I've ever heard of this. I've never heard of big dick energy. And we were watching the Kardashians maybe like two weeks ago. And Chloe goes, yeah, he has BDE, big dick energy. And I was like, Like, what? It's a thing. Have I been this far behind in things? I guess so. Cause whatever. But anyways, I love it. I'm going to use it now. Okay, so she ignores Cody, or not Cody, Archer, and continues to talk to Bark, and she's like, you were asking me out, and Arch the, has a vein in his temple that throbs when he's pissed <laughs> off, so it's throbbing, and he tells her that she's acting like a brat, and she agrees to the date with Bark, and Arch tells Bark to fuck off, and he orders her to go home and change again, and she states that she doesn't have a form of transportation, and he offers his, and she says, bite me, Archer, like, they're, they fucking hate each other. I love it Their so much. Their sexual tension sexual between tension. them is so good. Mm-hmm. It's just like, can you fuck already and get this hate Seriously. out of each other and move on? And you guys, I'm telling you now, it takes so long for them to fuck. 
so fucking long. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the third book. Yeah. <laughs> but when they do, we'll get to that it is later. so good. Okay. So she goes off with Bree to go sit back down and Arch goes back to his table with the guys. And of course there's girls hanging all over him. He's got a girl sitting on his lap. And as she's talking to Bree, she, someone bumps into MK and spills orange juice all over her. And the girl, it was the girl that was sitting on Archer's lap. Mm-hmm. And she like fakely says, Oh, I'm sorry. And Archer was like, told you and she's like nice try and then she fucking takes her clothes off in the middle of the lunchroom in her just yeah just in her bra and panties (laughs) and she's like brie babe can i borrow your cardigan and she hands her the cardigan and she ties it around herself and it's like her ass is hanging out of it and she's like try harder next time arch and i'm like bitch get it (laughs) spirit animal i wish i had mk's lady balls because yeah. I, yeah. You're just speechless reading yeah. some of the shit she does. Like, damn, girl, get it. Yes. So this is when we skip a few days later. Bree's asking her what her next plan was. Um, as they are going to the student parking lot, <laughs> <laughs> Archer gets out of the car and nothing. She was expecting this to be Archer. But then Cody gets out of the car <laughs> with a bright purple face. And Cody goes to MK and he goes, I'm guessing this was made for Archer, but MK didn't admit admit anything and he goes telling her game on gorgeous and just walks away and he struts it he doesn't give yeah, a fuck no, i love him i love it you know i think i have more of an appreciation for cody the second time listening to it because you know how i felt about him like i love cody but he's not my book boyfriend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's just funny mm-hmm. um so this is when Bark approaches her again, mm-hmm. and he's got a girl with her, and she's just like this petite blonde that's all giddy, and it's his sister, Ella. Um, and she says that she's a huge fan of MK, and Bark apologizes for her because she just is like word vomiting, like, oh my God, I love you, and I supported you, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Ella, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so then she leaves, and he asks her if they're still on for tonight and she was like oh I thought you changed your mind because we haven't talked about it and he says no way he still wants to go out and she reluctantly agrees she doesn't really want to but she feels like she needs to get out Mm -hmm. and this part creeped me out she's like do you need my address and he says you're funny Madison Kate laughs and walks away (laughs) it's like how do you know where I fucking live he's always kind of giving me those "Mm," vibes from the book so Brie comes up and asks why she was talking to the SGU's ghost quarterback and she asks help for an outfit because they're going on a date. And Brie's like a fashion guru. Yeah. She always helps her with her outfits. Yep. So as Madison Kate's leaving for her date, Cody and Still question with who and once they find out, they're like, no, you're not going cancel it now. And Archer comes in and she's like telling him, fuck right off. She's going. Mm -hmm. She doesn't care. And they explain to her that he likes to date rape his women and um, Arch can't punch, but still can. Yeah. And she was, he was talking in the locker room earlier that day about how he's going to like, what he's going to do to MK. Yes. Fucking douche. Fucking douche canoe. Um, because Arch's hands are considered, considered a lethal weapon. Okay. BD. (laughs) (laughs) I would take it. I'd be like, okay. So can those be lethal weapons somewhere else? Like in the bedroom? Downstairs. Yeah. Let's see how good those hands are. Beat that pussy up. So still goes out there and tells Bark that she's not going. And Cody goes into MK's room telling her they all were going out and she didn't have a choice. And she decided to go. 
she so she did mm-hmm. she calls shotgun but archer gets in <laughs> shotgun so she climbs in the passenger seat and gets on archer's lap because she's not fucking around you want to fucking play games oh, she's yeah. gonna play harder so <laughs> i love it so much <laughs> cody's the driver and everyone so archer's like what's the stiff stiff is bored yeah still passes out in the back seat and this is where she starts calling him sunshine yes i love it i love it she's like he's like what the fuck are you doing and she's like riding shotgun like cody said i could before your bratty ass pushed ahead and he tells her to get out she says no and she says better start getting used to your supreme authority being challenged sunshine love it i love it (laughs) um and this is when she finds out that the drive is 45 minutes and she's like fuck what did i get into yep (laughs) sitting on archer's lap and he like looped his hands around her and was like holding onto her tight he's like i'm getting comfortable because it's a long drive yes so they pull in and cody slams on the brakes and luckily archer's arms were around or else mk would have went through and steals like what the fuck dude like he's like there's a dog (laughs) he's like the sooner i get this spoiled brat off my lap the better so he's like be fucking careful and get me there now because he's ready to get her off of his lap oh i forgot where we were okay so they were going to a fight and Steele obviously stays back with MK because... Wait, I have to say this real quick. When they're getting out of the car, she, like, rubs her ass against his crotch. Oh, yeah. And he, like, turns super, like, rigid. And she's like, do you need a minute, sunshine? And he's like, you wish. I love it. <laughs> the I, sexual tension is real. Really. Really real. Okay. So, okay. So now they're going into the fight. Archer has to go down. And Cody goes with him. Mm-hmm. Still stays back with MK. And Archer told her not to get drunk. Mm-hmm. But still gives her a beer because he's like, what the fuck ever? Yeah. Still is trying to talk to her because he wants to get to know her. Yeah. So he gives her a flask of rum. <laughs> and as they're watching, they're just passing the flask back and forth. And she starts asking questions. Why they ran her date away. And that's when they tell her everything they overheard. Why are they living in your dad, her dad's house? And it's out of convenience. And Cherry wanted her son close. So and they were interested in getting to yes. know him. Okay. Yep. Um, so this is where we learn a little bit more about Steele. That he likes the piano. He's showing mm-hmm. her pictures. He's also letting her know a few years ago when he breaks his thumb at the playing video games. Mm-hmm. Still also calls her Hellcat at mm-hmm. this point. I love it too because uh-huh. she's like, she can't take her eyes off of Steel and he's like, quit looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. And then he, she like takes a drink from the flask and she licks her lips and Steel is staring at her lips and she goes right back quit looking at me like i'm a piece of meat and i'm mm-hmm. like oh god and still also notices that watching the fights turn her on mm-hmm. and she's getting very turned on at this point because not only is there alcohol you have a fight and you have steel yep and like she like god. goes to brush some of the alcohol off of her lips and he grabs her freaking hand and sucks it off of her finger i was like whoa <gasps> where are these men in real life <laughs> i think i would cower down and be scared be like oh god like i'm scared i want my mom <laughs> no i don't want my mom i want my vibrator <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So things are getting kind of like hot and bothered. They're kind yeah. of like doing little touches here and there. Uh-huh. And he like looks feral. Like he wants to maul her. So he grabs her hand <laughs> and um, 
they kiss and Mm -hmm. it's like a million times better than she ever imagined it and she immediately is like I can't do this like this is going against everything that I've been working towards I hate these guys and so she tries to come up with a an excuse to leave and she's Mm -hmm. like "I, I I gotta pee and she gets up and bolts for the bathroom yes and he comes up right behind her he's like the rules are I can't leave you by yourself yeah so they go to the bathroom together Ooh. and they just start making out oh yeah and he's got a tongue piercing and so she is just in heaven like she's loving it mm-hmm. she hops up on the vanity and he comes to her take she takes his shirt off and he pulls her shirt up shit just goes hot and heavy and still goes commando yeah he like she's expecting to like she starts unbuttoning his jeans and his dick just like springs free hi hi i'm ready to be touched <laughs> touch me <laughs> so anyways she they just have a lot of foreplay in this their third base yeah he fingers her she comes he comes (laughs) (laughs) he comes on her back and then she's like fuck this is gonna be uncomfortable like my panties are soaked and she's like i don't want to be walking around with squishy underwear (laughs) so he's like just take them off underwear is overrated and she's like okay so she takes him off and he, or she has him in her hand and he's like we gotta go the fight's probably over by now and she's like oh fuck you're probably right yep so they walk out and they see archer and cody looking pissed off looking for them and they like archer storms up and he's like where the fuck have you guys been and she like steel grabs the underwear from her hand so that they don't see it and stuffs it in his pocket yep and um, she tells him to shove it and follow Steel out to the car. And when she gets to the car, she slides into the back seat with Steel and Arch. He looks confused. He's like, why didn't she sit on my lap again? She's yep. like, I already proved my point. And he goes, it's nice to see that you can be trained after all, Princess Danvers. And she pisses her off. So she straddles Steel in the back seat. Cody makes a comment like, hmm. And because Archer noticed they were drunk. Like, no, oh, yeah. And Cody's like, hmm, drunk MK is less combative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she straddles Steel and starts making out with him and like grinding against him in front of all of them. And she's like, maybe I prefer the company back here. And Cody has raw lust in his eyes. Archer looks like he's going to murder somebody. <laughs> and they go home. And then he goes, maybe Madison or maybe drunk Madison Kate is more combative or something yes. like that. <laughs> I love it. So the next morning, MK calls Bree to come over and asks her to bring Dallas. Mm-hmm. So Bree and Dallas come over. And the last time that Bree, not Bree, excuse me, MK and Dallas saw each other, they were like really old friends. It was what, five, four, five four years, years ago? Four years ago. Yeah. Um, that they had a problem and they just wanted to like move forward from it. So, um, the boys come in and notice Dallas there and they're like, what the, the fuck? fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And Dallas recognizes Archer as well. And yes. he's like, it's like big ball of testosterone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, we're going upstairs. And Cody's like, MK, can I talk to you alone? And she's like, no, I'm going upstairs. He's like, please. And she's like, okay. So then she sends Dallas and Bree upstairs and he... Um, he's like asking her about steel last night and she's like, I just wanted to piss Archer off. And he looks at the mark cause she's, 
thinks he's talking about straddling in the car. Right. And he looks at the mark that Steele left on her and she just like brushes it off. She's like, nope, I'm not talking about this. Yep. And then he asks how she knows Dallas and he's pissed off that she knows her and he tries to warn her about him. And she's like, I've known him for a long time. I know his past. I know he's been to prison. Like, I know he's with the wraiths. Like, quit it. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. And he's like, just be careful, please. And he also tells her to not push them. Oh, he invited a fox into the hen house is what he says by bringing Dallas in. Yep. And she knows that the boys have Reapers tattoos, Cody Archer and Steel, but she knows that they're not in the gang. And that's weird because once you're initiated into the gang and this isn't an MC, I can say gang. This is actually like a gang. gang. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Fuck ups here. Right. But no one's ever been able to get out. So she is like confused on why the boys have the tattoos, but they're not in the gang. So that's something to kind of, that's like a little, what's the word? Teaser of what's going to come. Yeah. yeah. It's like the little drop, a little hint drop. Easter egg. Thank you. Thank you. I was you. like, hey, what is this called? When you go back and listen to it after you've reread them, you pick up on so much oh, more. Oh yeah. I was like, huh? Oh, yeah. And then I was like, huh, oh, that's interesting. that makes sense. And like later when you meet certain characters and you've read them from Hades, you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then she goes upstairs and tells Dallas, I hope you brought your A game. We've got some work to do. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> So they spend some time. Dallas does his work. (laughs) And as they're leaving, Dallas is hugging MK, lingering a little bit more because the boys are sitting in the den playing video games. Mm -hmm. And he's messing with the boys. He knows. Um, And Archer. So Dallas was like, you know, it's good to see you guys catch up on old times, blah, blah, blah. So Archer's like, what old times is he talking about? And <laughs> I love this. did her and Moore, which is Dallas's last name, have something going on? Bree jumps in. I fucking love it so I know. much. Bree jumps in saying, maybe it was that they were all hanging out, or maybe it was when he used to sneak into MK's room and teasing Archer and talking so much shit. <laughs> She's like, you're capable of reading between the lines, right? Yes. The, I love it. And he's pissed, still leaves, and Cody teases her and bites her lip after. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Archer's asking as well if she's fucked Dallas. And she's like, yes, multiple times, <laughs> even though it was like half truth. Yeah. And she says, I hope you sleep deeply because I'm a screamer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um, over the weekend, she's... Oh, Archer punches the wall because he's pissed off. So over the weekend, she's avoided all three guys somehow. Um, And so Dallas had queued up what MK had asked him to make on a non-traceable email. Hmm. And so she hit send after Dallas left. Yep. So she avoided the boys all through the weekend. And the email went viral. So when Monday comes around... Archer yells her name and he knows it was her that did it. And he's like, I think it's, she's like, I think it's great. You're exploring your sexuality like this, but it's a bit in bad taste to share the pictures around campus. He had, so Dallas had created a photo of the three boys having sex with each other. And Archer's on the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it looked real. Like Dallas is really good at making these things. So um, he, Cody tells her that he needs to step up his flirting game. And he backs her into the wall and sucks on her earlobe. And she's immediately affected. And he gives her a kiss on the lips and tells her he'll see her at home, goes into class. And then she goes into class and Bark has his hood pulled up over his face. And she approaches him and he's covered in bruises. And she knows it was steel that beat the shit out of him. Yes. 
Um, so that's when she gets home and confronts Steele about it. And yeah. he was like, didn't have marks, but he's like, maybe his car door does. I'm like, you fuckers. This is when Steele asked how her stalker situation was. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know anything about it. She's blindsided and scared. So she has a panic attack. Her vision gets blackened at this point. Mm-hmm. Cody comes out to her, picking her up and carries her inside. Got her a drink. An archer comes in and she confronts him about like, why wouldn't you tell her? Yep. Um, and he said, nope. Throwing still... Throwing it in her face at this point now that they know still finger fucked her in the bathroom. Yeah. And she's pissed because he told Archer and still, or excuse me, Cody Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And so she's pissed off and she wants to step up her game. So that night she obviously couldn't sleep because she knows that she has a stalker and she's like kind of debating like, are they fucking with me or is it real? Yeah. So she tries to call her dad, but he doesn't answer and she showers and gets dressed and goes into the kitchen and um, their cook, Karen, is there. She makes her coffee and as she's making it, there's a loud, sharp crack and it makes her jump and he had slammed him or Archer had slammed a manila folder on the table and it had all the information on her stalker. And so she was fighting with herself on if she should open it or not because sometimes knowing less is more mm-hmm. um and so finally she opens it and there's a ton of pictures of her there's pictures of her and dallas hugging on the porch and on the back it says i'll cut his touch from your skin then clean the wounds with my tongue and she's again wondering if archer's making all this shit up to scare her so she storms into the gym and tells him that she doesn't believe them about her stalker and they cody tells him archer just tell her the whole truth and he says no and she's like what the fuck are you talking about and so she's like whatever and brie gets there and she leaves and they call dallas yep so does it go into more depth because my next thing is she walks back downstairs later that's later okay so later that's a few weeks later she's paranoid she's been closing her bedroom curtains yeah and she's trying to call her dad again and those no answer so this is when she goes downstairs and hears a familiar voice i was like i know i kind of skipped a little because i didn't want to go into too much detail (laughs) and i'm over here like detail (laughs) that's because you typed yours i I know so she walks downstairs and hears the familiar voice which happens to be your father and he thought he they were talking about it and her dad was saying that he thought he took care of the situation four years ago um mk learns at this point that her dad was the one that got dallas arrested Mm -hmm. storming into the den cody grabs her to keep her quiet covers her mouth um archer's trying to get her get dallas to stay away from her um and her dad's like I can get rid of Dallas again, like no problem. And he says, her dad says, good luck. All she's all looks, no brains, just like her mother. Like her useless fucking mother. Yeah. I'm like an MK just instantly is just like mm -hmm. betrayed, like hurt. And the boys are all looking at her like they don't care, which is sad. sad. I almost cried in this scene. (laughs) Um, And so... Then they bring up her stalker and they say, hey, so she has a stalker. Like, should we contact the police? And he's like, no. He's like, this is old news. Just file the details in my office. And he's like, wait, I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You don't want me to file a police report. And he Mm -hmm. said, no, someone's been sending shit to the house for years and nothing ever comes from it. And so... MK starts panicking and so Cody has to carry her out of the room and he's trying to calm her down and 
he's comforting her and he says that he thought that he would have the perfect moment by calming her down to kiss her and she said she doesn't care about any of that and so he kisses her mm-hmm. and she slaps him <laughs> so she knows that they deliberately had that phone conversation on speaker so that she would overhear it and she's pissed off at them and he says they have no control over what her dad says so mm-hmm. she's i mean it's not like the boys could plan what the dad was going to say yeah um so this is when she tells him that dallas did take her virginity and she needed to get out of the house she was just like going crazy being around them and all the shit going on so she yanks her bedroom door open and Steele is standing there and oh she was in cody's room huh yeah yeah okay so she shoves him aside and starts down the hall and cody runs after her and then of course archer's standing there like she cannot fucking breathe in this house like no. every corner there's a man oh, <laughs> so a big, archer muscly man <laughs> <laughs> so archer orders her to her room and she's like she says how how about you get fucked or how does get fucked sound dickhead and he's like sounds like a spoiled brat throwing a temper tantrum because daddy doesn't love her now go to your fucking room do some fucking homework and stop acting like a fucking brat and i'm like he's harsh he's rough (laughs) around the edges so she fires back at him she always does he grabs her by the upper arms and tries to force her into her room and she kicks him in the balls and runs i loved it i was like (laughs) even though i love archer yeah right now you hate him kick him in the balls get that dick my dick (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so glad you watched that so now you have like the fun with it with me so mk leaves the house she has no shoes no cell phone she's in her sweatpants no she has her cell phone i apologize but she has no jacket nothing and Mm -hmm. it's fucking raining so she's running down the road dallas passes her backs up to her and picks her up and he's like okay taking her to Bree's house and she's trying to ask questions about his charges but Mm -hmm. dallas is avoiding the questions he doesn't want to talk about it he says it's in the past let's leave it there so Bree lets obviously mk in they have a wine night or is it champagne wine okay um they talk about everything they pass out together they just have a grand old girls night of bitching about the boys and we learn that Bree's parents don't like mk yeah um so the next morning mk fucking passes out on the floor i know and mk sleeps in her (laughs) bed she's like she ain't gonna sleep when i am yep (laughs) so the next day mk wakes up and she has 12 missed calls and 27 messages and she's like how the fuck did they get my number so she asks brie and brie admits to it because they tricked her into it She's like he was shirtless and sweaty what was i supposed to do (laughs) that would be me that would totally be me this is where mk calls archer a micro penis douche bucket and i laughed so hard i had to write it down because i'm like this is perfect like this is what i love so they want to skip school brie uh, MK doesn't want to go. She's like, let's go see a movie, but first let's go get coffee. So she takes Brie to Nadia's cake. And on the way out, MK sees Cody making out with Drew. Fucking bitch. Yeah, fucking stupid. So they want to go to the movies, but first they want to go to her house. Oh, we forgot to mention that Dallas gave oh, her yeah. a vial of white powder before he left Bree's house. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> so they go back to the house and in the pantry, Archer has his protein powder. So MK's like, nobody's fucking here. I'm going to go straight to the protein powder. And she dumps this white powder <laughs> into the contents. <laughs> so when I was reading this book, I t- Tisha's obviously read this first. So I texted her and I was like, dude, she please tell me it's not cocaine that she puts in his Can protein I please read powder. this? conversation 
You're like, please tell me she's not putting cocaine in his protein powder. And I was like, Jesus, you immediately think cocaine, it's steroids. And you were like, oh. And I was like, I'm dead. And you're like, me too. I can't stop laughing. And you were like, this, or I was like, this is why we're friends. He's definitely, he'd definitely be able to taste cocaine in his protein powder. And you're like, wait, cocaine has a taste? I was like, I don't know, but I'd imagine it does. And I was like, let's Google it. And you're like, it definitely has a taste. Oh my God. I was laughing so hard because the hardest shrug I've ever done is weed. Like I, I've done weed. That sounds like a fucking dirt. Smoked the weed. Yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't know, but I wouldn't have thought steroids. I would not have thought steroids. He's a UFC fighter. I don't know why. I instantly just went worst case scenario because I know he's going to get drug tested, but I didn't think it would be. Could you imagine Archer on cocaine? No. Like, fuck you. Go to your room. Fuck you. Go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) That's Danvers. Is it cleaning? (laughs) Where'd you uh, snort your line at, man? Let me see your butt. I want to snort it off your butt. I just laugh because I'm like, that was probably one of the funniest parts of this book was just our I'm banter. Like, Jesus, Corey. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I guess I'm just, I'm desensitized. I don't know. Oh, man. <sighs> so anyways, in, after that, Bree's like, well, we better hurry because she can hear the music that's happening in the background, which mm-hmm. is in the gym. Before she could leave, Archer comes in and gets in her face in fury, telling her to explain herself because she disappeared. She didn't want to fucking talk to him. She's like, fuck you. I'm leaving. Get the fuck out of my way. Like, yeah. mm-mm. so that she and he lets her know that she was wasn't with Dallas. So she just says, fuck you and went to leave. As she went to get into Bree's car, she screams. It's a doll. A Barbie doll, but it was a tall one, like one of like the life-size dolls, right? Is that uh-huh. what you call it? American dolls is what I'm thinking. I thought it was like a Barbie. She, it's like, maybe it is. Is it? I thought I it know. was a Barbie. I wrote Barbie, but I thought she said it was 12 inches. A Barbie doll, 12 inches. Yeah, it's yeah. a Barbie doll. Let me just get my measure. <laughs> it's a Barbie doll, guys. That looked exactly like MK, drenched how she was dressed the night before. Mm-hmm. She grabs the doll. And takes it to Archer, throwing the Barbie at him. And he picks it up and he's telling him, Kay, it wasn't me. Yeah, this wasn't me. She's like, just leave me the fuck alone. And he's like, Madison, Kay, I didn't do this. You have to believe me. And he actually seems like genuine. Yeah. And he asks Bree, do you believe me? And she's like, "She, I kind of do. It's too creepy. Yeah. And her dad confirmed that it was real, like mm-hmm. the night before, whenever they talked. And so she's like starts having a panic attack because a year after her mom had passed away she went to go visit her grave and there was a replica of her when she was murdered in barbie form and ever since then she's been terrified of dolls yeah and so she collapses to the ground and arch orders brie to help her while he calls the guys yeah and she's like this this was real i had a stalker i don't want to end up like my mother it's so sad yeah so mk files the police report and they go to get the file from her father's room to give the police all the information and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Archer has new security systems put in. Cody makes her hot cocoa. Yeah. And Archer tells her to be careful with it because Cody spiked it. I'm like, what do you put in hot cocoa? I want to spike like hot Bailey's? cocoa. Can we do it? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, maybe not in the summer. Maybe this winter. <laughs> and MK calls him out on Drew. And... He's like, that's not what you saw. She kissed me. But MK's like telling them all how Drew slapped her because 
And Archer's kind of getting pissed because yeah. he's like, why the fuck? What happened? So they have to fill him in. Yeah. Big dick energy over big here. Energy. He's got to know everything. Yes. So Arch tells Cody that he's an idiot and they kind of just let it go. So Arch and Cody go train while dinner cooks and still leaves to do work in the garage. Well, he just says he has to do work. Yeah. So she's assuming he's going to the garage. Yeah. So Archer invites her into the gym in case she doesn't want to be alone. Um, she sits there for 30 minutes drooling over them and then she gets bored. So she's like, I'm going to go see what Steele's doing. So she goes into the garage. He's not in there. So she goes up to his bedroom and he invites her in and he was playing his keyboard. And she's like, you do know we have like a grand piano downstairs, right? He's like, I like my keyboard because I could plug my headphones in and no one can hear what I'm playing. Yeah. And she's like, well, can I hear what you're playing? And so he unplugs his headphones and starts playing. He's like, you have to be quiet though. So it's like, you're not here. Yeah. And she is so entranced by his music that Mm -hmm. it just like she's going in and out of sleep because it's just so beautiful and it lulled her and when she wakes up he's laying next to her in bed and she apologizes for falling asleep in his bed and he's glad that she fell asleep and it was already morning time and so she asked why she didn't get up or why he didn't get up with the other stooges to go to the gym (laughs) and he's like then I would have missed seeing you like this and she's like like what and he's like never mind and she's like okay so she's like okay let's get up I'll make you some good coffee and so they go down to the kitchen and she actually makes all of the boys coffee, but mm-hmm. she's also seeing Arch drinking his protein powder and she has like a <laughs> pang of guilt. She's like, oh fuck. Um, so they ask why they've been working out so much and Arch has a fight coming up around Halloween and Cody, this is when Cody offers to train her sometimes and she's like, yeah, no. And so she asks Steele what song he was playing the night before and Cody's cereal spoon like pauses midway to his mouth yep. and he's like, it's just something that I've been working on. And so he tells her that they have to leave for school. So they walk out and Cody asks her if Steele played piano for her and she said, yeah. And he's like, he hasn't, played in over a year he's like I had no idea that he started writing again and so they go into the garage and he hands her a motorcycle helmet and she he's like live a little Hellcat and she was like okay <laughs> I'll get on the back of your I bike I want to get on the bike yes so they go to school and Archer picks MK up at school in his stingray which is a two-seater Bree was egging him on egging her on in that mm-hmm. I don't know if there's more to that you want to add because I didn't write more <laughs> But, so, they, Cody was in the passenger seat, too, so MK has to ride in Cody's lap to get home. Oh, so, the next week and a half, she's barely seen Brie. Okay. And she starts to get irritated with her because she had a shitty week with the stalker and everything like that, and she's also been avoiding Dallas because she feels guilty about, like, what her dad had done to him. Yes. And she didn't want him to get in trouble again by him hanging out with her. I'm glad you did more details. (laughs) got you boo boo and so um brie meets up with her when class gets out and they up she apologizes and she wants to make it up to her and so she's throwing a big party and mk says it's dumb it's a dumb idea considering like she has a stalker out Mm -hmm. and it's like easy for him to grab her like at a party or something like that and so this is when he zips into the parking lot and tells her to get in it's a two-seater there we go and he's like she's like looks like there isn't any space arch and he's like never stopped you before and so (laughs) Bree tells her she'll see her tomorrow and to dress or tonight and to dress sexy and the boys are like wait what and she's like I'm having a party you guys are invited and she's like Leon will be there and that's her ex-boyfriend and she's like I don't give a fuck about Leon and what did she say oh so she gets in sits on Cody's laps and 
of course, Arch is like, who the fuck is Leon? Mm -hmm. And she's like, she tells him it's an ex, but not to worry. She's not looking to reconcile with any guy who declares the female orgasm a myth perpetuated by feminine Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) So when they get home, she goes up to her room and she's sick of the pink sparkly room. So um, she wants to take steel up on his offer to paint it because she mm-hmm. is done with it. So she starts to get ready and goes downstairs and Cody says, damn it, MK, she looks good. And he, Archer says that tonight's a bad idea. And she tells him, well, you don't have to go. And so Steele says, like, as they're getting ready to leave, he's like, want to make a bet on who will piss you off enough to get slapped first tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So then they show up and Brie is a social butterfly. She, her parties mm-hmm. are always fucking ginormous. Yeah. And of course, Arch has his orders, you know, like always. don't run off, don't get drunk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, dad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Dallas is there and he asks if she's been avoiding him. She's like, no, no, of course not. Lay it off, Why would I do that? And so she, he passes her a cigarette. She's only on her first drink. And when she takes a hit, she starts to feel dizzy. And he's like, you know, I always lace my cigarettes I with weed. This. And she's like, fuck. Um, and so at this point, two guys come up to him and they're part of the wraiths. Yes. And they're like, holy shit, D, you've been keeping a secret. Boss man wouldn't like that. And she's like, Benjamin, nice to see you've made something of yourself. So she knows yeah. who he is from the past. And he's like, it's Viper, you mouthy bitch. Ooh. And she's like, fuck you. So so she walks away and Archer comes up to her and he's like, are you drunk? And she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Archer kisses MK. Mm-hmm. And she pushes. So they're in a dining room because he grabs her and pulls her into mm-hmm. the dining room and slams the door shut. So they're alone at this point. So he kisses her. She pushes him away and fucking jumps him like a spider monkey taking like control. Like malls. Yeah. <laughs> so they have this hot makeout session. He crushes her to a wall, rips her thong off, and as he starts touching her, two drunk girls break in, <laughs> and he's pissed. He's like, fuck you. Grabs her hand and is leading him, and she's like, I know where he's going. She's like, there's bedrooms upstairs. So they're kind of heading up to the bedrooms, but Archer's interrupted because he saw someone that mm-hmm. shouldn't be there. So they go into the kitchen and MK's with the three boys now. And they told her, like, you gotta stay here. They're trying, they're whispering like amongst themselves. They're not really filling her in on who was not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where Drew comes into the picture, this little <laughs> fucking dumb twat. Um, and Archer tells Cody to get rid of her. And Cody's like, How am I supposed to get rid of her? And looks at MK and is like, Will you help me? So they make a deal. He's like, I'll owe you anything, anything you want. So Drew's kind of like talking to Cody, like, really, you're with the goat again? Yeah. And getting pissed and being a snob and talking about MK like she's not there. So MK gets pissed, rubs her hand on Cody's attention, just trying to get his attention, like, get him away from Drew. Oh, it goes more than that. They start mm-hmm. having, like, the hot and heavy makeout session in the kitchen. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bree's turning the light switches, guys. Um, And Cody lifts her up onto the counter. Mm -hmm. And reminder, MK's in a small-ass dress with no No underpants. Because Archer ripped him off. Yes. So they're having a hot makeout session. Drew finally gets a hit and leaves. Archer and Cody throws a beer at Cody's back. Yes. Sorry. MK was like, thank God it wasn't me. I'm glad the one I wasn't the one dripping beer now. Mm -hmm. And still and Archer are pissed. Oh, yeah. Like murderous glares that she just got hot and heavy with Cody. 
I get hot and heavy with them too. It's fine. <laughs> so um, she asks if they can go home and Arch says not yet. They have to do something, but they don't have a, any other choice than to bring MK with him. <laughs> Sisters, this shit show today, guys. You're going to be pointed at the wall. We're going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> so they found um, their target out on the front lawn and it was a couple that was making out and Steel stayed back with MK and Arch throws the guy that's making out across the lawn <laughs> and he tells the boys to take him. The guy's eyes widen and he starts to run off. I have to say this because I laughed really hard. So MK just thinks they're making out. Oh no, they were full on having sex in the yard. She, as he did, his dick was out oh, of his Oh, I forgot about that part. And the chick's like trying to cover herself up and he's chucking his dick. He's like, whoa. Um, so, <laughs> so the guys catch him and they leave in the car and someone as they're leaving someone calls out to Archer he's like and Archer just responds allowances were made for you more not your boys next time you forget that the message will be sent to ferryman this is the first time we've heard of ferryman yes um, and so he understands Dallas says he understands and he wants a minute to speak with Kate and Archer's like nope and drives off <laughs> yep I love Archer I, I do so they drive to the laughing clown and as they're pulling out or pulling the guy out of the trunk he admits that Zane told him to go to the party and he was there on orders mm -hmm. and he's like I don't give a fuck why you're here you know the rules you know that you're not allowed on our territory and he's trying to test the limits mm -hmm. and um steal no Archer tells MK to look at him and not steal and Cody mm -hmm. and so they start beating the shit out of skunk mm -hmm. and Archer tells him break break his legs and he at this point he orders MK to go back into the car and not to turn around and yeah. so she obeys orders she's in the car I but she's this. looking for through the rear view <laughs> with <Cinematics. her> <laughs> and at this point she sees Archer pull out a butterfly knife and he bends over and then when he stands back up the tip is dripping with blood and so she's shocked she's not scared she's excited but she's excited and she's kind of like craving the depths of their darkness mm -hmm. and she's like it was a shame they tried to screw me so hard a year ago because I might have just found my soulmates yeah I was like oh you did find your snow soulmates snowmates snowmates <laughs> god I'm talking like I'm Olaf so no one talks on the way home they get into the garage and Archer tells the boys they sit there in silence for a minute and then Archer's like hey boys go shower and MK told Steele that he could go shower in her shower. <laughs> and so it's just MK and, the, and Archer in the car. So she asked Archer um, who Skunk was. And Archer, of course, being Archer, is like, no one. Like, he's not going to give her anything. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I understand that it was a message and a warning. And stating that Zane broke the... And Archer tells her Zane broke the rules by sending Skunk to Bree's party. Um, this is where we also learn that Drew is a raper. Mm -hmm. Um... So MK wants to see his knife. So Archer shows her his knife. Knife, wow. And it's a lush carp, copper red blade and a charcoal gray handle. Mm -hmm. And Archer said, still was probably in her shower jerking off <laughs> as he's washing with her shampoo, her body wash, mm -hmm. and imagining her naked and wet. And he's mm -hmm. like, not that I would blame him, he I, would too. Yeah. And he leaves. It's like, whoa, Archer's <laughs> showing some like, like, like yeah. interest, you know? Yep. So this is when MK goes to her room. And still leaves the bathroom door open a little bit. <laughs> and MK is trying to just grab jammies, and but her mirror was pointed so she could see into the bathroom, like straight into seeing still naked. And she, he was like giving him, 
he turns while he's in the shower, giving him her a view of himself holding his dick, like jerking off yeah. in the shower. I couldn't think of the word, thanks. <laughs> and it was mouthwatering to her. She was frozen and she couldn't, couldn't look do away. It. No. And then he comes and looks her in the eyes. Uh-huh. And she tries to leave and slams her finger in the door, <laughs> but still gets out of the shower before, like catching up to her. And he orders her to turn around Hellcat, or is she afraid? And MK's not going to back down from this fucking... I wouldn't say a dare, but kind of. Mm -hmm. So she turns around, and he puts his hands above her head, caging her in, and he teased her. Like, is teasing her. Like, there's that teasing sexual tension right now. And she kisses him. Oh. So... As they're kissing, he drops his towel. Yum. And he asks her if she enjoyed watching him in the shower. She says yes, and he picks her up and brings her to the bed, and she keeps her heels on. She's like, they have, like, the ankle straps. They're too hard to take off. I'm just keeping them on. Yeah. And so she still doesn't have underwear on from Archer, so she's... Almost fucked Archer. She's had a hot makeout sesh with Cody, and she's about to fuck Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, just you kidding. dirty hoe. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I love you. <laughs> Cat in the hat, if you haven't seen that. Yep. Mike I don't Myers. know if you've noticed, nope. but we yeah. do a lot of movie quotes. Mike Myers? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I was thinking Michael Myers. Wow. It's, that's his name. But I was thinking... <laughs> not, funny, huh? That's no, Michael Myers is a butcher knife. Yeah, he's got a big butcher bur- bur- knife. <laughs> We're fucked. Butcher. Okay. Okay, anyways, back to the sex. <laughs> Distracted. So, he asks her, do I even want to know what happened to your panties, Hellcat? I was like, oh. And she's like, no. And he's like, all I want to know right now, Madison Kate, is whether you have condoms in this little girl's room. He says that because it's pink. It, I thought that was a little weird wording. <laughs> and she, he goes, because I need to fuck you more than I need to breathe right now. And I was like... Okay, Ooh. I gotta, I gotta go find this Nick really quick. This is the fucking scene I was reading at work. Now you guys understand why I wanted to go to the fucking shower real quick. Okay. Hot. Um. So <laughs> as she, <laughs> as she's getting a condom, he finds her vibrators. <laughs> And he's like, why do you have so many different ones? She's like, options. I loved it. I forgot about that, to be honest. And I just listened to it. Uh, So then they fuck. And as they're fucking, she's like, don't come. And he's like, MK, don't do this to me. So she rips the condom off, spins around, gets on her knees, and he comes in her mouth and she swallows it. She sucked him off is what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Sound effects. So, anyways, after they have sex, they just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. MK has nightmares. She watched her mom get murdered. She is having just crazy shit. So, she curls in to what she thinks is steel and makes the bad dreams go away. She wakes up and realizes it's Cody in her bed, not steel. She's like, Kodiak Jones, what the fuck are you doing in my bed? <laughs> and he was like, you were screaming, so I came in to snuggle. Um... And she was asking where Still was, and he's letting her know that Zane received the message, and they had to Archer had to go to meet with him, and Still went as backup. And this is where he explains that Still is the best long shot, so a sniper. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was better to go because he's hidden and not to go with each other. Yep. Um, MK also asked Cody at this point if they deliberately planted the key. And Cody's like, Jesus, is that why you've hated us this whole time? Like, they, it was never planted. He picked up the hoodie because it was cold as fuck that night. It wasn't even his. Yeah, and he's not knowing. And Cody ch- called the truce. And then he kisses MK. <sighs> <laughs> yes, so... Um, 
So she tells him at this point that she fucked Steele last night. And he's like, yeah, I know. I heard you. (laughs) (laughs) And he said that it only bothers him because he wished it was him instead of still like he's not mad about it yeah and he's like one day i can't promise or she's like i need time to sort my brain out give me one day Mm -hmm. and he says one day i can't promise you any more than that baby so she has to take an ice cold shower because she's already turned the fuck on (laughs) so cody comes into the bathroom while she's showering and he wants to go to nadia's and so she gets dressed and he Cody's yelling to her, hey, we have to go. Arch got called in for his weigh-in and he wants to get caffeine beforehand. And she immediately just like feels guilty. Mm -hmm. So she asks if there's a drug screening and he says yes. And so she starts to panic and he's like, why are you so interested? And she's like, nothing. And then all of a sudden there's a box like as they're pulling out of the driveway. So it's like the perfect like distraction to get off of the conversation so there's a box sitting at the bottom of the driveway Mm -hmm. so cody gets out and grabs it and she's like that could have been a fucking bomb and he's like i didn't even think about that mk jesus christ and so he grabs it and there's another barbie inside of it with pink hair it's naked and wearing black high heels with splatters of blood on the body and there's photos of her and steel steel fucking last night and on the back of it it says no one touches what's mine i'll remove every part of his body that touched yours then take pleasure in pushing you for that punishing you for this betrayal Mm -hmm. and mk just feels sick because she realizes like she's putting dallas in trouble like in danger she's putting the boys in danger and she's like i don't know if I should be around you guys anymore. Like she wants to distance herself Mm -hmm. and Cody's like, hell fucking no. And she's like, I don't have a choice. Yeah. So MK gets a cold and is really avoiding like a man cold. Yeah. (laughs) Totally babying it. hundred (laughs) percent. Well, that's her excuse to stay away and not be around them because she doesn't want to endanger them. She, even though she hates them, she's starting to like them. I know. And it is also the anniversary of um, Riot Night. So she always has a hard time around this time of year. So I think it's just everything combined into one. Riot Night for her is terrible. Mm -hmm. She had the whole Riot Night when the gunshots went off and she was framed. Her mother died Mm -hmm. on because it's Halloween night. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Two weeks later, after her moping and blah, 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 Archer wants to talk with MK. Um, and that he knew that she was moping, she needed to pull her shit together, and that it was the anniversary of Riot Night, and she needed to stop sulking. He told her to get cleaned up, and that they were going to a party. Um, still came and saved the day, telling Archer, like, fuck off, man, because they don't clash very well. There is too much tension between them to deal with it, so still is going to be the buffer that needs to be between them. Yeah. And he tells her that they need to go, and he explained that they got a letter threatening MK that something bad is going to happen tonight. So she, they want her around. They don't want to leave her home alone. And they she's like, well, I have the security system. And he's like, we're not taking chances, babe. Like, no. So they went and got ready, finding a gift and Cody on the bed. <laughs> yeah. I um, love it. Yes. And he's telling her that it's Halloween. And she's like, well, do I have to dress up? And he was like, yeah, not like that, but dress sexy, you know, yeah. in a way. Um, and that they all will be wearing masks. Yes. Um, MK asked how the two knew, knew about Steele at the fight. And Cody just told her not to hold it against him. Steele has the... What's the word? The bond? Sure. With Steele and not to hold it against him with Archer because our, they, they're blood brother. Not brother. That sounds gross. They're... Whatever. <laughs> 
I'm using quotations, but I can't fucking think of it. They have that connection where nothing comes between them. There's no secrets. Oh, okay. That fucking yeah, word. That yeah. fucking word. Fuck you. Okay. Anywho. Um, I did want to say, I, when I first read this book, I don't know if you had the same, like, as I did, like the feeling, but I started getting suspicious of Brie. Did you get suspicious of Brie? No. I don't like, think I ever did. This part, they say that they got a letter saying something bad is going to happen tonight. And so she Aww. calls Brie to help her with an outfit. Yes. And Brie's like, I don't think you should go out. Like, I think you should stay home. And just the way she's going about it, she sounds mm-hmm. like she wants her to stay home because there's a plan that's going to happen and she's behind it. Um, you didn't I, get that? No, because... It, it, uh, if I was MK and you were Brie, or let's roles reverse, you're MK and I was Brie, I would say the same thing because look at the history on Riot. Night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with my fucking birthday. Yeah. I know to stay home on my birthday <laughs> yeah. because all the bad shit happens. And so I would, I think as a genuine friend feeling, I would tell you to stay home. Like I okay. would, I didn't pick up on that. Okay. So I would, I don't know if that, I was just like looking into every single person in her life for the stalker see, aspect. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, that's weird that she's like, mm, nope, I want you to stay home. And I, she's like, nope, I'm going out. I got that with Bark. Okay. I got the I got weird feelings too. Yeah. Like that's how I picked up on him. Cause I knew we were looking at this point. We're looking for a stalker. Yeah. Like, thinking I, I remember texting you throughout the series, like saying like, people, is it this but, person, is it this person? Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. So she helps her pick up an outfit and then Bree sees Cody in the <laughs> FaceTime and she's like, what the fuck? What does she say? Did you write it down? No, she's but I like, just remember she screamed and was like, why do you have a half naked and donus God on your bed yes. or something like that? <laughs> I'm like, I love Bree's banter. She's do my too. She's, she's funny. Good. So they get to the fight. They leave and go to the fight. Yep. To, no, it's the party. Party. I don't know. They fight. show up to the industrial yeah. park. Yes. And this is where Archer gives everybody their masks. It is red leather and little devil horns. And his is black. Because mm-hmm. he was the only black one. So at the party, Cody stays with MK as Steele and Archer went to go do business. Um... Archer, no, MK asks what they were there for, and Cody kind of just brushes it off Mm because they're not going to tell her anything. Um, Cody asks what she knew of Archer's dad, who is the founder of the Reapers, and Ferryman, which is the leader of the Rays. Yes. Um, So he's kind of telling her they're kind of dealing with a little bit of that right now. Not giving too much information, but still. Cody asks if her and still were a thing now. And she was no, she's like, no, um, but Cody's like, you're flirt, you're turning down my flirting. So yeah. All these feelings are getting hurt. Little Kodiak Jones. I love it. And she's like, you know what? Let's go dancing. I want to go dance now. Uh-huh. She doesn't want to talk about this. She's like, fuck this. This is weird. I just fucked your friend and you're trying to still fuck me. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they go out on the dance floor. They're dancing, grinding. She can feel his hard dick against him <laughs> her hard dick her dick <laughs> give me some dick give me some dick okay and so he's like we need to go somewhere right now so he can, he's like i need to touch you and she's like well there's porta potties we can't go to the bathroom he's like car now so they go out to the car and they're getting hot and heavy he rips off her panties doesn't he no no he, he just pushes her he shirt just, up and then he pushes her panties to the side and he's like about to start touching her and all of a sudden like the warmth that's against her is just ripped off and she's like what the fuck and she looks around archer's standing there fuming he threw cody off of him 
Cody's on the ground like what the fuck and he's like trying to like stick his dick back in his pants and like buckle back up and Steele's just coming out of the party Mm -hmm. and he's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on sees Cody zipping up his pants and then he looks pissed he's like what the fuck and right MK's like what the fuck she's like what's your fucking damage Dave and he's like I wrote out so much of this like because I feel like it's important to know like why she did what she did yeah go for it okay so he's like my damage you want to know what my damage is danvers and he's like steals like we can discuss this at home and archer's like nope i want to discuss it right fucking now and cody's like what the fuck is going on and archer's like did you drug me and she's like what and he's like my manager just called and told him that he's going to be disqualified from his debut ufc fight tomorrow and he's like want to take a wild stab why that must be happening madison kate and she's like if i had to guess you tested positive for anabolic steroid use she's like sucks to see your goals get flushed down the toilet doesn't it and archer's like you fucking bitch and he slams his fist through the passenger window of the car and shatters the glass Mm -hmm. and she stood her ground she's like i'm not fucking backing down like she feels like she should feel feel guilty because she is getting closer with the guys but in the same breath like everything that they she's been through because of these guys she's Mm -hmm. fucking snaps off and she's like uh, um, oh, I lost my spot. I'm sorry. Okay, so MK keeps taunting Arch, and Cody's glaring at MK, and she just smiles. And he says, or she says that Arch is being dramatic, and um, the manager could sort the dirty drug test out and fix mm-hmm. it by tomorrow. And MK is like, why is he throwing a tantrum then? And he's like, because you didn't know that they could fix it. And it wasn't just Archer's career on the line. It was also Cody's training career. Like you weren't thinking this yep. through. And she asks, or Arch asks why she would do it. And when he's done nothing but protect her since she returned to Shadow Grove. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you must be joking. You had some random chick dump juice on me because you didn't like my outfit. And he's like, how is that remotely on the same scale of seriousness juice on your slutty outfit versus the attempted destruction of my entire future and mk barks back oof this is when it goes Mm okay i'm reading from the book on this part so she says um well once i find my spot oh you mean like when you framed me a year ago how i was arrested for a crime and had i had nothing to do with then charges and sent to goddamn fucking court to prove my own innocence how about you how the three of you came forward to corroborate my story and provide the evidence i needed to get out in maybe three days instead of three months oh wait you didn't you left me there to fucking rot and didn't look back twice how about the way you deliberately handed me over to the police that night how about the way every fucking ivy league university i had early acceptance to withdrew their offers the night or the same day my arrest was aired on the news or how my job prospects are fucking shot now because all anyone sees when they look at Madison Kate Danvers is a criminal. An acquittal doesn't count for shit when you've been publicly branded as guilty. Or maybe this was justified payback for the fact that your brother stalked and murdered my mom. Oh, but of course, the Reapers have enough cops in their fucking pockets that he was let go just three weeks in, after three weeks in holding. Now my mom's murderer is running around free 
to do whatever the hell he wants, like stalk me. And this is when she starts fucking getting pissed and she like throws her mask at Archer's chest. She's pushing him and she's Mm -hmm. like, so yeah, Archer, you fucking deserved a bit of steroid powder in your protein shakes. Be thankful that's all it was. And so she grabs the keys to the car and jumps into the car and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. They still keep talking though before she leaves, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so... Sorry, didn't mean to No, you're lost. fine. <laughs> you're good. So she grabs the keys and she's starting to head towards the car and Steele's like, Zane didn't kill your mom. Yeah. And she's like, I was there. I saw it. And Cody was like, but did you actually see it? Yeah. And he's like, yes, he beat her unconscious and shot her in the head. And Archer was like you were locked in a closet. You didn't see it. And she starts crying and she's like, I saw it through the slots in the door. And when the closet was opened, it was Zane that was standing right there. Mm-hmm. You want to take over? Yeah. So this is where MK um, also tells him, nope, still tells her that his mom was, ha- her mom was having an affair with Zane mm-hmm. um, and that he loved him. And so she starts getting flashbacks now of Zane and her mom. Um, And Archer told MK the reason they got in the car accident when her mom was running was because she was pregnant with Zane's baby. And um, so this is where MK's like, I can't do this anymore. Gets in the G-Wagon. And Archer's like, what are you doing? But she locked the doors, looked at steel because the window's broken and just fucking takes off. Mm -hmm. This is why MK doesn't like driving, though, because her mom and her were in a serious accident when MK was little. Yeah. Right before the the day that she was murdered. Yeah. Yeah. And MK had like hit her head. Didn't she break a bone? I think she did. Yeah. Her mom forced her to go to the hospital, but her mom wouldn't go to the hospital herself. And she knew that she had a stalker and that someone was coming after her because Bree's mom is the one that picked MK up from the hospital and took her back home. Okay. And when she got home, her mom's like, somebody's in the house. Oh my God. Like, this is really bad. And shoves MK into a closet. And that's when she was murdered. So as MK is driving away, she's telling herself to slow down because she keeps getting flashbacks of the night and just the wound has been opened. Mm -hmm. That trauma is out and about. Here we go. Um, As she's driving away, headlights suddenly appear behind her and they catch up to her. The car hits the bumper and MK's freaking out like she's holding onto the steering wheel for dear life and it hits her again and she loses control of the G-Wagon. It crashes into a ditch and MK goes unconscious. Yes, I almost spilled my coffee. (laughs) Um, When she wakes up, she's confused. Her nose is bleeding. She sees the airbags, so she gets out, hitting the dirt. The other car is gone, and she doesn't know what to do. Like, she's like, fuck. She has nothing. So she keeps her shoes on because she doesn't want to... No, she takes them off. Does she? Is Mm -hmm. she in heels? Yeah. Okay. Um, So she's walking through the trees, trying to find somewhere, and she ends up at the laughing clown. Fucking course. Right? (laughs) Everything on Raya Night for her is laughing clown. Um, and it's fully lit up and she realizes she just walked into a fucking trap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she went, she walked a little bit, stops and went to go back the way she came from. And there's a hooded figure, like dark outline of a figure standing there. So she runs right to the laughing clown and she's like, Kate, don't go into the fucking fun house. Like, don't do that. Um, kind of like a cat and mouse now like running and chasing yeah so she runs towards the egg entrance trying to escape but something so she runs through and is hiding and she can't 
see anything and she's like how the fuck do i get out so she wants to go towards the entrance of this and she sees the black clad man holding a knife so she like presses her back up against the bathrooms Mm -hmm. to like stay in the shadows and at this point oh wait no so she sees the deadly sharp blade and okay i'm fucking this up left and right let me okay so she's She's running to another spot, and when she turns, she runs into the black-clad man, and he has the sharp blade, and it stabs her in the abdomen. And when she looks down at the blade, it's Arch's blade. And she's like, no, 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 not you. Yep. And she turns around and tries to, or she runs, and he tries to grab her, but she makes it out. So, um... She's running to a pavilion, and there's a black-clad figure again, jumps out, grabs her. She's swinging at him, and she fucking pops him good in the face. He drops her arm, and she runs out again, and she's like, I can't stay put because I'm going to bleed to death. So she's trying to get back to the entrance, and that's when she sees another shadow. And so this is when she pushes her back up against the bathrooms to stay in the shadows. And as she's doing that, a hand grabs her by the wrist and tears her into the bathroom, and it's Cody. Yeah. And Cody notices she's bleeding. Yeah. And he's like, babe, why are you bleeding? Like, what's going on? And he, she's like, stay the fuck away from me. Like, she's freaking out because she thinks the three of them are the ones that have done this, that they've planned this. Yeah. And she starts backing away from Cody and she's like, stay away from me. And he looks shocked and hurt because he really cares for MK. He's like, babe, no, like, let me help you. She's going to, she sees the gate out of the fun house and she's going to walk towards it, like starts to run towards it, but still appears. And she falls to her knees. And mm-hmm. the last thing she pa- starts to pass out. And the last thing she hears is Archer saying, don't worry, princess, we've got you. And that's the end of the that's book. That's the end of the book. This is where you say, what the fuck, Tate? And yeah. you're like, oh my God. I, these cliffhangers in these books are She gnarly. is the queen of cliffhangers. 100%. I'm scared to read The Guild. That's like, why I haven't read it, because I was waiting for the third one to yes. come out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Which it's out now, so I can read it now. But Maybe that's what we should do next. I'm like, I cannot. I'm sorry. I, no. I, Tate, you are a beautiful human, but fuck. <laughs> But fuck you. We like you. We love you. But fuck you. I do want to touch, though, just because I said that, Tate James really is such a good person. She is. Like, with the formula shortage and stuff that we've had, Mm -hmm. she was sending formula to moms who didn't have it, Mm -hmm. like, at no charge, like, just out of the kindness of her heart. Mm -hmm. And right now, she's going through some shit in Australia with the flooding that's going on. She can't leave her house. Yeah. Her kids were getting sick, and they couldn't get any medical attention because of the floods. Like, internet's going down, and she's still trying to open up her shot. She's still shop, trying to, (laughs) like, um, talk to her fans Mm -hmm. and this and that. Like, I cannot even express how much I love this author. Me too. I think as we go through these books, we love the books and we are so attached to them, but then we start following the authors because we're learning them, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's the best when you find that author, but then you love them so much and you feel like you know them, but you have so much more respect for them. Absolutely. And I, I think there's a lot of authors that I can say within this last year and a half, like I have grown to really respect a lot of people. There there are some where you're like, okay, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, it's, we're all human. And if you can be that type of human, it's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Steel. Yeah? Yeah. He's just, like, so sweet and amazing in this book. Yeah. I think he's one of mine. 
and MK because she's fucking funny. <laughs> I agree. Like, I kind of think I have a lot of them, but I think my absolute favorite from this book was Brie and Steel. Okay. I loved Brie as a best friend and the banter and how she knew to pick up on MK's cues to right? tease the boys. It was fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Like, it was like, get it, get it. What's your sweatiest scene? I have to say the one sex scene in this book with MK and Steel because do you like the way I spelled tension? <laughs> um, because the sexual tension between them just built it up. And when it finally happened, there was no letdown. I was soaking my panties. Like it was like the first time I read it, I was like, you know, when you get so horny, you like have to move your legs. So like, you're like, God, this is uncomfortable. Like my clit is throbbing right now. <laughs> so that was mine. Um, but the book is so fucking good. Like the, like I said, the sexual tension, you're chirping without even having the penetration yeah, happen in the book. one fucking sex scene yeah. in this book. But you're still chirping. Yeah. Yeah. What was yours? Um, I'd have to say the only sex scene. And then when they're at that first fight, when Steel takes her into the bathroom, ooh, ooh that one was so good. Yes. <laughs> I agree. It was a good one. Um, your chirp level out of this book, out of five, guys. I would say four. I agree. I think it's a four, solid four, though. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like it. The next ones go, the next books bring it up to where it's like a 10 out of five, but this one, you're just building. Yeah. You're building the tension. Yes. All right. Would you recommend this book? Buck? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would too. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I say if you want to try an R8, jump into this one because it is so gravitating, so beautifully done. Uh-huh. And you love all three of them. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. This is the best. I love this one. So, so good. Yeah. All right, you guys. So we're going to close out today's episode. We're going to be releasing our episodes bi-weekly. We'll keep you updated for upcoming episodes on our Instagram and TikTok. So give us a follow at smutsluts.bookpodcast. And next time we are going to be reviewing Liar by Tate James. This is going to be the second one in the Madison Kate series. Um, also, we do have a YouTube channel. If you want to watch us interact while we record our episodes, you can subscribe to our channel at Smut Sluts Book Podcast. It's all one word. And I do want to mention we did just create a Facebook so you can follow us online. Smut Sluts, right? Smut Podcast. So, alrighty guys, thank you so much for listening today. And keep it kinky, Smut Sluts. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.